0: Our ya correct. <laughs> We're back from our our uh, week vacation. That wasn't really a vacation. A lot happened. We got a new cat at least. Yeah, there's a new new baby in the house. This new baby. His name's Bombadil. Tom Bombadil. <laughs> if you know that reference, email us because no one's emailed us yet. <laughs> this is episode eighteen, people. Get it together. God, by episode eighteen, J Michael Tatum's podcast on a fucking Patreon. I think. If only we were... Only we were famous voice actors. actors. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm Mary. Did you say what your name was? Uh, I don't <laughs> believe so. My name's Renee. <laughs> Great. Got that squared away. So I read a book this week called Private by uh, Kate Bryan. Pretty vet. Private? Pretty vet. Short. <laughs> and... It's a series. Oh, it is? Yeah. There's more. Than, well, there's like at least two books. I think more than that. I only read the first one. I'm pretty sure. Um, I often got this book confused with The Click. Mm. They're not the same at oh, all. Oh, well, yeah. Did I read The Click or did just see the movie? I think I read The Click. I think I read it the first one. But I'm, I don't remember. Um, one of us will cover it and we'll discover either of us actually <laughs> Yeah, which read one it? of us read it. <laughs> anyway, this is the description. Tradition, honor, excellence, and secrets so dark they're almost invisible. What? 15-year-old Reed Brennan wins a scholarship <gasps> to Easton said, Academy. Yeah, a conspiracy! Indeed. The golden ticket away from her pill-popping mother and <laughs> run-of-the-mill suburban life... But when she arrives on the beautiful, tradition-steeped campus of Easton, everyone is just a bit more sophisticated, a bit more gorgeous, and a lot wealthier than she ever thought possible. Does this is a place in Connecticut or Massachusetts? Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. Reed realizes that even though she has been accepted to Easton, Easton has not accepted her. What? She feels like she's on the outside looking in. Until she meets the Billings girls. <laughs> They're the most beautiful, intelligent, and intensely confident girls on campus, and they know it. They hold all the power in a world where power is fleeting, but means everything. Reed vows to do whatever it takes to be accepted into their inner circle. Reed uses every part of herself, the good, the bad, the beautiful, to get closer to the Billings girls. She quickly discovers that inside their secret parties and mountains of attitude, hanging in their designer clothing-packed closets, the Billings girls have skeletons. And they'll do anything to keep their secrets private. This book sounds like it should be... You're not going to understand this, but for <laughs> the pop-punk teens out there, this sounds like a fucking cute is what we aim for song. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, our main character, Reed, is from Croton, not Croatan, not Croatoan, Croton. Croton, Pennsylvania, which is possibly not a real place. I tried to look it up. Um, That's tough, because you know there's a lot of like villages in Pennsylvania yeah, so that I probably found... don't have the internet. <laughs> yeah, well, I, there there's a road in Newcastle, Pennsylvania named Croton Road, but... That's all I could find. Anyway, Reed hates her boring hometown because there's obviously nothing to do there. And she spent her whole freshman year of high school dreaming about attending Easton Academy. And uh, thanks to the combination of her soccer and lacrosse skills, her grades, and a recommendation from her brother's cooler, older Mm ex-girlfriend, who um, is an Easton alum, and some, quote, begging on the part of her father, she got a partial scholarship to attend. Nice. So Easton is, as I said, located in Easton, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like a fancy private school that, like, a kid from Roni would attend. <laughs> well, that's why I asked if it was in Connecticut or Massachusetts, because I mean, I recognize the town name, but also so many. There's like so many times people model these private schools after like Phillips Academy in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and like yeah. it just just the description evoked. New England <laughs> Yeah Private school This school reminds me of an Um Why am I blanking on All the Ronnie Housewife names? Um One of the OGs? Yes Ramona No Um The Countess Yes What is her name? Luann Luann's daughter went to boarding school That is not surprising. In Connecticut in the, oh, okay i in my mind, she went to Easton. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's a bougie, it's this, like, bougie snobbish campus. that's like rimmed in birch trees and has a vibe that like, if you don't know where you're going, like you don't deserve to know. Um, she says that she's like, it makes it look like if you like don't know where you're going, like it's not going to tell you where to go. Like, you just need to know. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't fucking know. Anyway, her dad is driving her to the school, and when they pull up, this girl is having her dad or butler. It's unclear. Um <laughs> <laughs> could be both. Literally, Rita's like, maybe her dad, maybe her butler. Maybe her sugar daddy. Don't know. Um, unload her matching Louis Vuitton luggage from a Mercedes. Oh, so as they're driving around the parking lot, Reed starts thinking about how she's always been a loner, but mostly out of necessity because she's had to keep people away from her home, specifically her mom. Um, and she's never really gotten along with girls anyway because she's not like other girls. Wow. She doesn't care about makeup Make a reptile. or gossip or Us Weekly. Wow. You know what's crazy? Neither do I. So you are like other girls, bitch. Um, she's way more comfortable around guys. So she mainly hung out with her brother and her boyfriend, um, who's going to be senior this year. But she also broke up with him to come to Easton. So I guess her ex-boyfriend. All right. Um, when they park, her dad is like, are you sure about this? And Reed just like goes on about how out of everyone, her dad was the only one who was on board With her Attending Easton Um Apparently the whole thing Had been her brother's idea In the first place Because of Said ex-girlfriend Yeah Um But when he saw the tuition Even he was like "Mm, Maybe This is not a good idea But then She flashes back To her mom And her pill problem And her mom's attitude And how her brother Had already escaped To go to Penn State This year So it would just be her parents alone in the house together, and she's suddenly like, "I don't have to go. Like, we can go home." And her dad, like, "No, like, I can't take this away from you." It's actually a very sweet moment. Aww. So they get her unpacked, whatever. Then she has a meeting with her advisor, Miss Naylor, um, where she gets her skeleton, where she gets her schedule, and or her skeleton, her, her clear, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, learns all about the expectations and whatnot. And she has to sign the Easton Academy code of honor for students which basically just says that they have a no tolerance policy for cheating and anyone caught breaking the honor code will be expelled immediately when she's leaving miss naylor's office she's almost hit in the face with a football but nice. she catches it just in time because she has amazing reflexes and then there's like this super hot guy standing in front of her who's like hey new girl and she's like oh you know everyone who goes to the school like how do you know my new girl and he's like yeah it's a small school so is she, it not the start of the school year did i miss something it is the start of the school year. but then like, obviously, there's... He's... Because when you say new girl, it's as if it's, like, a transfer and not, like, a... Fre- like, Well, she's a sophomore. Yeah, but... But, I mean... He just knows that she's... Regardless, she's either a freshman yeah, or a male. I just... Okay. So she dropped her schedule when she caught the football. So he picks it up and he's like, ooh, this is a tough schedule. We have a smarty on our on our hands. And she's like, no, not really. And he's like, oh, you're one of those girls. The girls who are smart but pretend they're not. The girls who are absolutely model level gorgeous but always say they're ugly. And she replies, I guess that makes you one of those obnoxious guys who thinks he knows everything and is so full of himself that he's convinced that everyone around him wants to hear his every last unoriginal thought. It's wow. like, yeah, that's me. I <laughs> don't oh, at least he's self-aware. Anyway, so his name is Thomas Pearson, and he leaves because he has to answer a call, and he always answers his phone as Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Reed meets her roommate named Constance Talbot. Oh, my God. Let me guess, from some old family, old money... She's from New York. Oh, New yeah. York. So she's like a typical rich girl. She loves to talk. Um she wears low roi- low-rise corduroys, which were like hot back in the day. Low-rise corduroys. corduroys. Yeah. I those are that confines two things I never want to wear. Low-rise pants and corduroy pants. I do love corduroys. Um, would never wear low rise. I have some like I don't know something about it. It's like one of my weird aversions. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> Reed is like comparing their closets, and she's like, "There's nothing in my closet that wouldn't make me stick out as a podunk loser, a Walmart frequent shopper." A, a podunk. A podunk. A podunk. Yes. Podunk. Please define podunk. Uh, give me a sec. Podunk, a hypothetical small town regarded as typically dull or insignificant. Oh, okay. Keeping that in mind, next time I'm playing Scrabble or Bananagrams. It's a proper noun. Actually, I don't know. Anyway. Well, that still goes with Bananagrams. Okay, well. There are no So, rules. they have their house meeting that night. So, their dorm is named Bradwell. That's really not important, but just so you know. They have a house meeting where they met... They meet Miss Ling, who's their house mother, basically their RA, um, but she's also a teacher. So she graduated from Easton six years ago, and then she went to Yale undergrad and then Harvard grad. And is now the first Chinese language and culture teacher at Easton. Wow. And she's like, everyone, you can still join my class. Everyone's like, no, thanks. Wow. Fuck those kids. Um, Basically, they just go over the rules of housing. And the most important one is that they have to sign in with Miss Ling every night before 10. And then after that, they're not allowed to leave their floors without permission. Um, They also have quiet hours every night from 6 to 9. And they're not allowed into the dorm building between classes. 6 to 9 p.m. 6 to 9 p.m., yes. So at 10 p.m. you can start screaming. Apparently. (laughs) Um, Guys are also only allowed in the dorm between 6 and 9, which is bizarrely during quiet hours. Maybe that's by design. Um, and they're There's only. Less you can get away with if everyone's being quiet. <laughs> um, and they're only allowed in the common rooms, uh, not like in anybody's bedroom. These rules make no sense. Yeah. Then there's a little party that night so that the girls can get to know each other. But Reed decides to stay in. And after Constance leaves, she, like, gets mad at herself for staying in. She's like, how am I supposed to make friends if I just stay inside all the time? But, like, she can't make herself go out. Which, like, somebody struggles to meet with new people. Big fucking mood. Had that same conversation at, like, freshman orientation. So. I mean. (laughs) Same. (laughs) We. We live with two cats that do nothing else. Yes. So anyway, um, she starts to have a little breakdown about how she'd been so excited to come out here. And then she starts thinking about her dog and her dad and her ex and how her lacrosse team had vowed to get to states this year and all of a sudden she has all these huge regrets and when she finally starts to cry she's like no I'm not a weakling and she just like centers herself and then she just looks out the window into the darkness to like focus on the new possibilities and, like oh her new life and whatever and then she sees a girl wow sitting in a window just like hers directly across the way She's wispy and thin. Oh, this is a fishbowl situation. Well, it's like another building, just like across. Oh, uh, yeah. so she's got these delicate features, smooth pale skin, light blonde hair that falls in. She like really describes in she depth a lesbian? this girl. Listen, <laughs> and then she's like, she's ethereal, like she's just enthralled, um, so much okay, so that she doesn't even notice another girl walk in, and then two other girls walk in. They all sit around the room. They're eating chocolate and drinking wine, and Reed is just like amazed. So um, she's, like, looking at those other two girls, but she's mainly interested in the blonde one. um, And then the second one, who has darker hair, and she's only wearing black underwear and a men's nightshirt. And she, that one, the dark-haired girl, is obviously, like, the leader of this group. Mm. Um, And then they start dancing. And while they're dancing, Reed sees the scar on the dark-haired girl's stomach. And she's, like, shocked to see such an imperfection on this, like, perfect girl. This girl's going through a gay (laughs) living. Literally. I, when I tell you this scene was formative to my life, <laughs> like this is. This I, this, is, this, is, a gay, this girl just realized she was a fire fan. Like, this is the one scene I can, like, trace back to be like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I so, the, as they're dancing, the blonde girl, like, spins out of her friend's arms and then she freezes because she sees Reed. Um, mm-hmm. And then they stare at each other for a few moments. And the blonde girl smiles and closes the curtains so the next day reed finds out of billings house aka the dorm she was looking into last night uh, from her housemate missy thurber who she hates for just being snobbish basically it's an upperclassman only house and you have to meet certain requirements in order to get invited so you can't apply to this house you have to get invited and once you get in you're basically set like all the girls who live there get good grades, even if they had bad grades before. How? Um, every captain of every team and every club president lives there, too. It's a fucking cult. And then when it comes to college, you get recommendations from all Billings alumni. And every single girl who graduates from Billings House goes to an Ivy League. Every single one. So it's, like, huge to get into Billings House. Oh, wow. Who knew a dorm could affect your life so much? Truly. So while they're talking, the Billings girls show up to the cafeteria and Reed is still thinking about that girl's scar. Um, She also notices how she's really tall, taller than Reed who's 5'9". Um, and she's walking beside the ethereal girl Who, yes, she continues to refer to As the ethereal girl Until she learns this girl's name I mean, I would expect no less Yeah, so behind them Is a sly girl With brown hair Who winks at this like geeky guy Who's reading manga She says, quote, reading a manga book A manga book <laughs> And uh, who's staring at her as well That's up there with chai tea yeah. <laughs> so she's walking with the, quote, cherub who has curly blonde hair and is carrying a bunch of books. Cherub. Cherub. Whoa. Yes. So Reed finds out that the leader girl's name is Noelle Lange. Lange. I don't know. There's an E Lang. at the end. Yeah, Lang. And apparently Yale, Harvard, and Cornell are all fighting to get her. And she's dating Lang. this guy, Dash McCafferty. Dash. Dash is the guy that Reed kicked. Like she, when she caught the football, oh. she kicked it back, and he's the one who caught it. Um, and one girl is like, she like Yale, Harvard, whatever. They're fighting over her, but she'll go wherever Dash goes. And then someone else is colleges like, don't fight over people. They don't know who. No, it's this is all fake. <laughs> unless you're the greatest high school quarterback. Yes. They're not fighting over you. No. Um, But anyway, so they're like, she'll go wherever Dash goes. And someone else is like, no, he'll go wherever she goes. She obviously wears the pants in that relationship. Oh, we love... We love gender norms. If somebody else goes when Noelle's in the room. She's pretty much the only one wearing pants. And everyone's like, yeah. We all know that. We all went to college with someone like that. Yeah. No pants, no problems. (laughs) Many problems, probably, actually. Anyway. (laughs) So then Reed asks who the ethereal girl is. And her name is Ariana Osgood. And her family owns half the South. Which one girl is like? What? Because her family is so rich, they forgive her for being from the south. Um, so they're in oil. Oh, so no. you know. But Ariana is like this really amazing poet. The brown haired girl is Kieran Hayes, who's a model for Abercrombie and Ralph Lauren, and has done like Times Square billboards. Wow. And then the last girl, the curly blonde hair girl, is Taylor Bell, and she's apparently the smartest girl to ever step into Easton. Really? Yeah. So, wow. there's other people sitting with them, but they literally don't matter. I know this isn't the direction it's going, but this feels like it should be going in the direction of they're actually witches. Yeah. <laughs> so, Reed decides that her ticket to a good life is to get in with this group, and she resolves to do whatever it takes. Whatever it. it takes. I'm literally. That could be her anthem. <laughs> So after breakfast, they have morning services in the chapel, which is a lingering. This is a non-denominational school, but it lingers from when the school used to be run by Presbyterians. Which oh I don't no! Know anything about Presbyterians? No, not the Protestants. <laughs> but basically, it's just fancy announcements. Um. Mm-hmm. So they have to sit according to class and separated by gender. And that girl Missy is like, "It's so archaic! Like, what are we gonna do? Have sex while they read the announcements?" <laughs> All right. Yeah. So since it's the first morning services of the year, it's like super extra. The lanterns and the light and the hall light up and then the dean walks in and he walks in the aisle and he's like who requests entrance to the sacred place and someone answers from like beyond the doors like eager minds in search of knowledge. No. And then Noelle and Dash walk in. They're carrying these huge volumes and then they drop them on the table at the front of the chapter and say tradition, honor, excellence. Then everybody in the whole hall has to repeat it back. I thought that a Jesuit school was a cult. No, this is is, straight up cult vibes. This is a cult. Straight up cult vibes. This is the Jesuits. They're nothing compared to this. Yeah. So Reed has no idea what's going on she's loving it she's like this is so fucking weird but I'm here for it honestly that's a vibe <laughs> and um, when she's like looking back as the doors are closing she sees that guy Thomas come in wearing sunglasses and he sits in the back and she's like oh my god I hope he sees me uh, but he just looks at the stage and she's like Ugh, there's just something about boys being boys that makes me giddy he's literally just wearing sunglasses and watching the announcements. Look, she's having a full... full. She's having a bi-panic. She's having full side <laughs> by panic It's like, it's not... She went through, like, half of it last night, and then today she's like, I'm a new person. Everyone's attractive to me. <laughs> so, Reed's first class is history, and she has this super strict quote, by-the-book kind of teacher named Mr. Barber, who's like, in history, we have what are known as facts, and I will teach the facts. We you will not read opinion or propaganda. I'll let your college teachers deal with the gray areas. In the meantime, you will memorize facts, dates, names, places. Alright, well, if they're taking the AP exam, they're screwed. So then he starts grilling class on history trivia, so I have a little trivia. Yes! Oh, fuck These yeah. These are verbatim the questions he asked. Alright. Which king of England was served the lawyer's brief that declared this country's independence in 1776? Oh, it's not multiple choice? No. <laughs> I don't know the numbers of the Georges. Oh, it's George Seventh. Nope, George Third. Third. Damn it! I almost thought of that. Damn. Who was the first woman executed in the United States, and why? Oh man, she was in. Oh God, it, I know this because it happened in. It was like someone in Massachusetts. God, what was her fucking name? Oh, Mary Dyer. Close, Mary Surratt. No. For conspiring to assassinate President Lincoln. Not not like a witch trial saying, like, federal execution, I guess for, is the, oh. the thing here. Didn't Mary die? What? Oh, wait. But in the country? Yeah, in the country. Oh, Mary Dyer was in the colonies. Yeah, no, Mary Dyer was in a dire situation. Yeah, no. They, I'm glad it was still a Mary. Mary, you gotta watch yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So then this is Reed's question. How many terms did Franklin Delano Roosevelt serve as president of the United States? Three. You would have gotten it right. So she answered four. And he's like, that's incorrect because he died d- in the fourth term. So he... <laughs> yes, I knew that's what I-, I... just didn't get the wrong number. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have gotten it right because he's like, he only served three full terms and she's... I'm sure I knew that. Because that's not what he asked. And he's like, this isn't Jeopardy. This is your education. I expect my students to think... Stay after class. So after (laughs) class, he writes out this list of eight books that she needs to read by the end of the week in order to catch up. And Reed is just fueled by spite and hatred um, to just complete this list and like prove him wrong. So then at lunch, Reed gets mac and cheese and a Coke and some cookies, which is a mistake because everyone she's sitting with has salads and Diet Cokes. And Missy's like, Don't you know how much fat is in there? And Reed's like, Fuck off because she's had such a, such a shit day. Um, after history, she had French tat- class taught. French in- tats. <laughs> French <laughs> she got tats. Her French tattoos. <laughs> she had French class taught entirely in French. Oui, je m'appelle <laughs> René. Tu n'es pas chiton. Je suis chiton. <laughs> no, tu- Anyway, after that, she had art history, which is apparently attended by teen curators. What? That was her description, just because everybody knew the art history already. And then she has trigonometry next, which this is a thing that has always confused you. But does trigonometry really exist as just an exclusive class people take? Because it was always like a unit in like my pre-calc or like algebra two. Yeah, same. Because freshman year was I did geometry and then I did something... I did Algebra 2. I honestly think Trig, yeah, Trig was combined in Algebra classes. Yeah, so I, I've, I've this is not the only place I've ever seen it, but it confuses me every time. No one knows math in this country. Yeah. Even math classes, they don't understand. Yeah, so while they're eating, Ariana, Noelle, Kieran, and Taylor approach Reed, and Ariana's like, this is the girl I was telling you about. And Noelle's like, oh my god, you're our pee-pee Tom. And Kieran's like, I thought she'd be more butch. And all right, there are it's this this is a very gay book. Yeah, and then Noelle asks her name and Noelle introduces everyone. She's like, okay, cool, so now that you know who we are, can you make sure you can like remember to have some respect and stop looking the glass? Wow. And then they all leave except Ariana, who's like, sorry, she's a little blunt. <laughs> So as she's leaving lunch, um, Reed is stopped by Thomas Pearson, who gives her a little medallion, which is his what? good luck charm. Um, but he's giving it to her because he's transcended luck. Those are his own <laughs> words. He says, "I have transcended luck." Anyway, it's- you know who guy's are reminding me of? Who? JT. <laughs> He would do that. Yeah. It's an old subway medallion or coin uh, token. And he has to explain to her what it is because she's never been to New York. Um, But she loves it. And so he leaves. And after that... She sees that Ariana saw the whole thing and is, like, giving her this really intense stare. So, maybe she's like, maybe I misread this whole situation. Like, is this, like, her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend? No, she's into you. She's Ariana is absolutely a lesbian. You cannot take this away from me. (laughs) No, no one's taking it away. I didn't even read this book. So, after school, Reed has soccer practice. And we find out that she was the leading defensive scorer in her division as a freshman in Pennsylvania. I don't know what a defensive scorer is, but... Sure Um I'm assuming it means When someone on Defense Scores Yeah I don't know I don't play soccer So whatever (laughs) I mean I'm an athlete (laughs) Catch me at Tokyo 2020 They couldn't have put The lacrosse thing I did play lacrosse I did one season Of lacrosse Um I should not play Contact sports Yeah (laughs) Yeah Anyway. Um, anyway, so Noelle's also on the team, and uh, during their scrimmage, Reed pulls off a slide kick that Ooh. takes the ball from Noelle and scores for, like, her side. And she thinks she just pissed off Noelle, but Noelle's like, keep doing that. We might min- win a few this year, but do that to me again, and we're going to have a problem. Oh, classic. Mean girl. <laughs> yeah, so after practice, she runs into Ariana, who asks her about practice, and Reed asks what sport Ariana plays, because everybody at Easton has to play sport. Um, But Ariana... That's very traditional New England... Yeah. But Ariana has a medical exemption, so she doesn't play anything. Um, They end up talking about Thomas Pearson. And first of all, yes, they say his full name like almost all the time. There's always someone. We know people like that. So Ariana warns Reed about him, saying that most girls can't resist a guy like him because he's got that dangerous thing going, which Reed thinks is ridiculously sexy. Wow. And then Ariana invites Reed to sit with them at breakfast because they all want to get to know her better. So the next morning she meets with Ariana at the Billings table, and it's just Ariana there at first. And Reed only gets some dry toast and coffee for breakfast because she didn't know what qualified as, like, acceptable breakfast. Damn, they get coffee at this school? Yeah. I can't imagine being served coffee through a, like, I'm about to say undergrad. That's not what that's called. (laughs) Primary education. Yeah. So... Um, the other girls start showing up and Reed meets Natasha Crenshaw and Leanne Shore then Noelle shows up and is like oh hey glass liquor and Leanne's like oh glass liquor oh you're the lesbian (laughs) they do not yes they do yes oh my god she literally says oh you're the lesbian (laughs) wow So, Natasha ends up using a slur for developmentally challenged people. And um, Natasha's like, hey, could you, like, not Not use that word? Um, Especially around me. And Noelle's like, sorry, Princess PC. Like, want to slap my wrist? And then she's like, Natasha considers herself the moral center of Easton. And Natasha's like, not like anybody else is trying to get this position. (laughs) That's pretty good. <laughs> and then Taylor is randomly like, did you know that only 2% of Easton alumni are from Pennsylvania? Like, isn't that weird? It's such a large state.
1: How um, does
0: she know that? Well, we find out that Taylor has already memorized all the textbooks at Easton. So she's moved on to yearbooks and student rosters. Um, Taylor canonically has a photographic memory. you love to see it. So... Then Reed's housemates walk in, and they're all stunned to see Reed sitting with the Billings girls, especially her roommate Constance, because Reed didn't tell her why she was leaving early for breakfast. Um, And then Reed starts thinking about Thomas, and like a mind reader, Ariana asks Dash if Thomas is coming for breakfast, and Noelle's like, seriously, Ariana, you're going there? And Dash says, no, because Thomas is not a morning person. Then Kieran... Dramatically snaps her sidekick closed and is like, never date, <laughs> never date a guy from Barcelona. They're so hot but so self obsessed. Uh, Why does this sound like a knockoff? Uh, I was about to say Alexa, and I was like, No, that's our device. Alexis from Shit's Creek. <laughs> this also has really strong Mean Girls vibes. Mm-hmm. So after- well, apologies if I triggered anyone's speakers, but also, ha. <laughs> so then she comments about how she wants a new apple because hers is too sour that everybody looks at Reed and Noelle's like she said she wants a new apple and while you're at it get me a coffee wow and then Kieran also requests a chocolate donut and then Taylor's like ooh I want one too and then so Reed has to go up and get all her shit and she realizes that they just wanted a new errand girl not to become friends but that's fine with her as long as she gets what she wants out of it all right so later that week um Reed meets with her advisor and then after she walks by Drake house which is a boys dorm, nicknamed Drek House, because all the unsavory boys live there. I love it. Um, And as she's walking by, she sees Kieran scrambling out of a basement window (laughs) by a boy. And they're kissing, and this is a huge deal because Kieran is a Billings girl, and uh, she's making out with a Drek boy, on top of having her Barcelona boyfriend oh scandal so reed tries to just leave without being seen but kira notices her and makes her stop and then reed recognizes that guy as the geeky dude who's reading manga yeah so she's just like flabbergasted so kieran makes her promise not to tell anyone uh but let's leave. she's like super serious she's like you cannot tell anyone because you don't know what i i can do to people Oh my god so a little while passes and um reed doesn't spend any more time with the billings girls except while at practice um but the billings girls are just like everywhere um taylor won an award for academic excellence kieran received a bouquet of two dozen roses in the middle of lunch and then she got delivered a vespa like in the cafeteria ariana got published in the school newspaper with a story about how she was going to get published in the new yorker and um Noelle's everywhere because she was nominated for like all sorts of senior superlatives. Uh, the most humorous was best sense of humor. <laughs> Everyone's like, no. Oh, she must have bribed some people. Uh so at lunch one day, Noelle goes over um and picks up Reed's tray and brings it over to the billings table and it's like, if you wanna sit over here, just sit here. Nobody's stopping you. And then it's like, okay, so we need you to do something for us. Mm -hmm. Um, They want Reed to break up with Kieran's Drek boy. And Reed panics. Is like, I didn't tell anyone. And Noelle's surprised to find out that Reed knew about him in the first place. Um, But is, like, impressed to know that she, like, kept the secret. Anyway, this guy had a blog where he posted about their encounters and used uncreative aliases. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah, so... Kieran is actually heartbroken, but is pretending not to be because Billings girls cannot date Drake boys. Oh, yeah. So Noelle wants Reed to tell him word for word. Kieran no longer wants anything to do with him. She thinks he's a pasty loser with a puny, shriveled little thing, and she never wants to speak to him again. Oh. That's a statement. Yeah. So she walks over and delivers the message, and he tries to go over to their table and, like, hear it from Kieran herself. But Reed stops him and is like, if you go over there, like, we're both going to be torn to shreds. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Just, like, tell her I'm sorry, but, like, tell her when you're alone. So she leaves the cafeteria overwhelmed, and she runs into Thomas, who's like, think it'll all be worth it. And she's like, why are you always lurking? (laughs) I love this guy. And he just tells her not to get in over her head, and then he leaves. (laughs) He's so chaotic. Reed tells Kieran later that day and she appreciates it, but then she says that this conversation never happened and she can't tell the others that they spoke about him. And she's like, what is she so afraid of? I don't know. Maybe because everybody in this school is a psychopath. (laughs) They're all a bunch of bitches. Um... So then Reed talks to her dad on the phone who's really excited for the upcoming parents weekend, which she completely forgot about and is horrified by because her mom is also allegedly exciting, um, but Reed knows that her mom just wants to use it to, like, boost her own ego. Um, she also has this, like, real trauma response to talking on the phone with her dad where it, like, brings her back to how she felt living in that house, and so it takes her a second to, like, get back to herself when they're, like, off the oh, phone. Oh, um, is this girl seeing a therapist? No, but she should be. Oh. From I mean, she literally lived in, like, an abusive household. Yeah, that's not good. Um, She's spending the afternoon with her housemates, and they're talking about the upcoming school dance, and Reed's hesitant. Um, She never went to dances at her old school because only cheerleaders and jocks went to them until they got restricted to only the prom, which was allowed for only juniors and seniors uh, because they were too rowdy. Oh. Which, big fucking mood. That almost happened at my school. (laughs) So she makes the excuse that she has too much homework to do, but then Missy calls her a sheep because Reed's just doing whatever the Billings girls do and Billings Wake girls, Up, sheeple! Literally, she's like, Billings girls don't go to dances. And um, even though she's pissed at Missy for making that comment, especially because Missy has wanted to be a Billings girl this whole time, her sister and her mom were both Billings girls, um, she just like leaves and is like, Why did I want to be friends with other girls anyway? I just want to date them. <laughs> So Reed ends up at the dance anyway because she really didn't have a good excuse not to go and also because she wanted to prove it to Missy that she would go. And surprisingly, Thomas is there. Wow. So he approaches her and asks her to dance. And while they're dancing, he's like, what are you thinking? She's like, nothing. He's like, no way. You were thinking something naughty, weren't you? Oh, Tell me your naughty thoughts. Ew. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) no. This knocked him down ten pegs in my mouth. And he's like, do I make you nervous? She's like, no. Then he's like. Hold on, Spider-Monkey. Then he kisses her and whatever. So the next day at lunch, Noelle comments about her and Thomas, and then Taylor says that um, the Pearson family donate $250,000 each year to the school on top of tuition. Oh. Um, And then Thomas shows up and kisses Reed and sits with them, and Noelle's like, oh, so you found yourself a new victim? And he's like, that's ironic coming from you. And then they drop in and start talking about Parents Weekend and how the food is always the best at Parents Weekend. Were high schoolers ever really like this anywhere? (laughs) No. I know. I, I, I... I was a theater kid, so I just hid in the lighting booth. So I don't really know what teenagers. I mean, these are all these are all rich kids with trauma. What were rich kids? Yeah, rich kids. Rich kids from trauma. I can, uh, the trauma, like yes, we will go past that. That we can understand. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the rich part. <laughs> well, I feel like the richest adds the on rich element. plus trauma. Yeah, it's it's a specific combination. Hi, listeners! If you were in high school and were affluent with trauma. <laughs> Send us an email. Send us an email. I hope you got there. I got a therapist, but no. send us an email. podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> anyway. Um, so as we're talking about Parents Weekend, Thomas suddenly wants to leave and he takes Reed with him. So he storms out of the cafeteria punches a tree, Reed starts freaking out, and then Thomas slowly calms down, but he's still just like shaky. This feels like I deserved to And it. he's like, sometimes I just hate Noelle and Dash. And Reed is freaked out because she's never seen someone snap like this except her mom. And then Thomas is like, I just get so pissed off sometimes. And she's like, yo, same. <laughs> <laughs> And then he like, he fully deescalates and then he tells her about how his parents are both huge alcoholics and they're always messing up important moments in his life. And then Reed tells him about her mom, and her pill problem, and how she actually told Reed once about how much she hates her and oh, how she's no. dreading them coming for parents weekend. And Thomas is like, okay, so like ask them not to come. And Reed's like, you don't ask your parents to come. And he's like, that's a good point. <laughs> like, they're just going to come anyway. And then Thomas says that they should just eat lunch together alone from now on. And Reed is concerned about the Billings girls and making friends with them. And he's like, you can just be friends with me. Like, why do you need them if you have it's me? This also is like a knockoff of Heathers. Mm. And then she's like, a girl needs girlfriends, but she's secretly thinking about how she wants <laughs> yeah. To- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah <thinking> that's-, <laughs> that's the reason. Well, she's secretly thinking about how she really just wants to use them to better her, like, position in life. Um, and he's like slightly annoyed that she'd pick them over him, but brushes it off. And then Reed's all at odds about how like she could date this guy that the Billings girls hate, but she just resolves to make it work. So then later on, Reed gets a quiz back from her history class, and Mr. Barber's like, There are no C's in my class, only A's, B's, and F's. So, about even- no D's? Nope. Just A, B's, and F's. So even how is this is allowed to teach. She got a seventy four percent on her quiz, she got an F. That's not but that, that how is that allowed? She's that's what she's she's like, how is the dean allowing this? Her grades otherwise are not horrible, um, but they're not good. So she has a meeting with her advisor and she runs into Thomas on the way there and they make out in a corridor and he's like, this is all I can think about. And she's like, me too, but I got to go. Oh, so <laughs> I hate horny teenagers. Literally. So she ends up at the meeting where she finds out that if she gets one more round of grades like her current one, she's going to end up on academic probation and her scholarship will be reassessed. Because she got a C that should... She got an F that should be a C. Well, she has other Cs in in her other classes, but yes, correct. So at lunch, Noelle tells her that that she has the look of someone who just got their first round of grades and tells her to have Taylor help her out because Taylor helps them all and that's why they hang out with her. And uh, Taylor's obviously hurt by this comment, but she doesn't say anything. And Reed's like, no, like she has her own work. And Noelle's like, nope, she's finished all her work for the semester and so Taylor agrees to tutor her. A few days pass, and she's on her way to meet up with Thomas after lunch, and he's frantically searching for his cell phone. Um, and he's just, like, really pissed off, and he won't let her help. Um, and just like, sends her away, because um, they were supposed to hook up. That was the context here. Okay. And uh, she's just, like, super weirded out by the whole thing. Um, but she and Taylor meet up at the library, where she gives Reed tips for how to ace Mr. Barbara's quizzes. Like, he always takes his questions specifically out of, like, this particular section of... The textbook or whatever. Okay. Um, And then she also confirms that she has, in fact, completed all of her semester coursework. (laughs) Um, Because that's possible. Yeah, I was like, even if you're given a syllabus, like, you haven't gotten the actual assignments. Yeah. Noelle also texts Reed using Taylor as a proxy um, and finds out that Noelle doesn't want Reed to get kicked out, which is interesting. Um, And she also receives a text from Thomas via Taylor to meet up at the Kettler Common Room at 8 p.m. that night. So she goes and uh, Thomas brings her into his bedroom and she's freaked out because this is super against the rules. And he's like, we missed our afternoon hookup. So I'm going to make it up to you. And then she notices that he found the cell phone he was looking for earlier. And and he actually has two cell phones. She's like, how rich is this guy? He has two oh, cell phones. Oh, no. That's not a sign of being rich. <laughs> so, I mean, depending on how your business is going. Well, so he explains that um, the one he lost was the one his parents gave him, and then he has his own cell phone that he pays for, because he doesn't want his parents, like, meddling in his, like, cell phone plan. Oh, his Like, okay. reading his text. That's, you know, and he's like, than... I needed to find it, because only my parents have this number, so if they tried to call me, like, I would have gotten in trouble. So everything's fine now. Then they start to make out and he's like, she starts to take off her shirt and he's like, you I know I go for pants and I started <laughs> going to blink. And then he's like, you know I love you, right? Like I wouldn't do this if I didn't love you. And oh, She's like, doesn't believe him but then he looks really sincere. And anyway, long story short, she loses her virginity. They've known each other for like a month. Um, yeah, you know, not that long. But you know, I she's like actually... I mean <laughs> teenagers, are you like this? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have insights to rich people or to action to just teenagers. So she's actually kind of happy with the way it all goes down. Has no lingering feelings about the loss of her virginity or whatever, which is like pretty refreshing for a YA book. Yeah, that is. good. For <laughs> it's not yeah, like her. this whole thing where like the whole plot is like building up to it or like, oh, oh my God, like I lost my virginity and then my boyfriend died. This is Earlier when you were describing the, her relationship with the... The Billings girls. I was just like, I feel like this should be White Houses by Vanessa Carlton, <laughs> and now we're, we've got the virginity losing the virginity scene. Yeah, so she she, a she scene. There's a scene in a song, <laughs> but this is genuinely no angst regarding this. Oh, white. I mean she does say it's her first mistake in White Houses this is a tangent but it's a great story to tell people one time Mary and I got (laughs) stranded on the subway (laughs) we had Uber home of like a 45 fucking minute Uber um, (laughs) and we just spent the entire time with me explaining the song White Houses to her reading the lyrics reading the Wikipedia page I, I hope our Uber driver remembers that fondly <laughs> anyway <laughs> um so at soccer practice she talks to noelle and um tells her about how she's concerned for parents weekend not because of thomas um but because of her own parents and noelle says that she should just tell them not to come because it's her life and she doesn't owe them anything and then she offers to be there when reed makes the call because noelle is really good at bringing up the ass kicker in people um, and she also gives Reed her own cell phone free of charge, which she also has titled. What? She gives what? Reed a cell phone. Yeah, what? Yeah, she just gives her a cell phone. What? Just gives it to her. It is titled Glasslicker's phone, which <laughs> she's like that's not the best, but it's a free cell phone. It's yeah, what reach people? Damn. Yeah, she's like, I don't give. My like Reed is like, what about the plan, like the bill? She's like, I don't give my friends presents that they have to pay for. So that night, Noelle comes over and Reed calls her dad and she tells him that she doesn't want them to come. And he's obviously devastated. And he tells her that her mom even got an outfit for the occasion. And she knows that the outfit isn't for her. So her mom could pretend to fit in. And then they get into a little argument, and at the end, her dad just, like, agrees not to come, and it's just like, I wish you didn't have so much anger. And she's like, yeah, same, and then they hang up. And Noelle's like, good job, glass liquor. and Rita's finally just like, can you just stop calling me that? And Noah's like, all you had to do was ask. Oh, my God. So on the way to dinner, Reed finds Thomas, who is surrounded by a little group of people as usual, but then they leave when she walks up and she tells him about how she asked her parents not to come. He's like, that's great. Now you can have lunch with me and my parents. And she's like, what? And he says that they're on their best behavior when they're meeting someone new and that they're dying to meet her because they're just so excited that he has like a real girlfriend for once. So... She's excited about that. Okay. Um, Reed gets a text in the middle of the night from Noelle to meet behind um, Billings in three minutes. Is this going to be a, a hookup or hazing? <laughs> You'll find out.
1: I so, feel like I only
0: answer because I don't think they're going. Uh, <laughs> they're not going the direction <laughs> we want. No. Um, she sneaks out, and Taylor tells her that, so it's her. Noelle, Taylor, Ariana, Kieran. So Taylor tells her that Ariana has a physics test the next day, um, and they need Reed to go and get the exam for her because Ariana didn't have time to study. And Noelle tells her where the office is, and then Ariana guilts her into it. They've already admitted that their friend has a, like, photographic memory. Yeah, she didn't have time to to tutor her. There's no time. She just has to learn the the actual exam. So noelle tells her where the office is, and then says, "You have 15 minutes, or else I'm gonna have to report you to security." So she runs, and she sneaks in through the basement windows because that's she got that tip from when she saw Kieran uh, use them before. She finds the office, gets onto the computer. Thankfully, this is like the early 2000s, so cybersecurity was not that good. <laughs> you could just like log onto a computer, I guess, and. Uh, finds the senior physics folder, which is full of exam material. So she's like, I don't know how many tests they've had yet. So she just prints them all out. Oh my God. And the printer's super loud, but she gets it done. And as she's about to sneak out, um, she sees a face in the window. It's Noelle, uh, who is just laughing at her. So Reed throws the test at her and Noel is like, keep up that attitude and you won't get what's coming to you. And Kieran tells Reed that if she'd gotten the test, um, they were going to invite her over the next day. So Reed agrees and then Ariana Gives her back the test because she doesn't even take Physics like it was all just A test yeah wow She goes over to Billings the next evening Um, Everyone gathers in Kieran's Room and they give Reed a little Wardrobe makeover so she gets all dressed and she's like, wow, I actually look good in these clothes. Like I look older and like, like I really have curves. Wow. And Kieran tells her that she can keep the whole outfit because she gets new stuff shipped to her for free all the time. So like it doesn't matter to her. Um, and Rita's pumped because she, now she has an outfit she can wear to meet Thomas's parents. That's not her Walmart chic. So. Okay. Exciting. She also gets an A on her next history test using Taylor's methods. Um, so she tells Taylor about how well the test went and Taylor asks if she told Thomas yet. So they go looking for him and uh, by the cafeteria because that's normally where he's hanging out. So they see him surrounded by his usual group. But this time she spots him handing off a little bag of pills and accepting a folded up dollar bill. So Reed is one dollar? Well, it's... <laughs> no, not, that not guy $1. doesn't have a good business structure. A, an unknown denomination. If someone gives you a bag of pills and only charges you for a dollar, they're fucking Tic Tacs. I was <laughs> about to say they're Tic Tacs? <laughs> and also, like, <laughs> the Tic Tacs definitely cost more than a dollar, so they're just yeah. fucking with you for fun. So, Reed is stunned, and everything about him starts making sense, like, why he was so popular, why he seemed so powerful, and he was always surrounded not by friends, but by clients. So Thomas sees her and then she just starts running and he goes after her. And he doesn't get why she's upset. And she's just like, you knew about my mom's pill problem and you were dealing them behind her back this whole time. And he makes this excuse that she was just too good to be involved. And Reed realizes that the phone he lost the other day was actually his work phone. And that's why he was so freaked out. I can't believe I called it. I (laughs) did not. I truly. Wow. Yeah. And he's like, my suppliers are not the nicest people in the world. And then she accuses him of lying about his parents, too. And he's like, I don't lie about the important stuff. And she's like, being a drug dealer is not important. (laughs) Dude, So then he just starts straight up gaslighting her. Oh god. Like, she, he's like, Reed, you're not mad. You love me. Like, if you love me, you have to love everything about me. And she tries Dude, to get this away. This why it gives me the Heather's vibes because it's a very uh, toxic uh, relationship. Yeah. So she's trying to get away and he's like, no, you're, like, you're not breaking up with me over this. Like, you can't leave me. So she finally gets away and Taylor meets up with her and tells her that she and everybody knew the whole time that Thomas was dealing pills since he supplies all of Billings. So Reed just like goes off on her own uh that night she gets another text from noelle to meet up behind billings and she just almost doesn't go but decides to last minute and this time they want her to spike mr barber's thermos with vodka before class the next morning and reads like he could get fired for that like if they like administration or someone reports him um for smelling like alcohol and they all laugh. Uh, But Reed refuses to do it. And they're confused because she hates him. And it'd be so funny to get him fired. And he deserves it for what he did to her. And Noelle's like, you realize what you're giving up by walking away. And then Reed's just like, I'm not getting someone fired just because you feel like it. So the next morning, she's thinking about how her life will never change from what it was before. They also don't realize, like... I know I don't drink that much. um, But I feel like this man... Would take one sip. Well, that was part of the prank, was to take one sip and then, like, just to embarrass him, and they're like, if somebody, like, notices, whatever, like... Okay. It, it escalated from the initial, okay. like, he'll spit it out and it'll be funny. Um... So, yeah, the next morning she's thinking about how, like, she just gave up her biggest shot in life. Um... And it'll never be different from what her life was before. And then she sees Leanne, uh, one of the Billy's girls who doesn't matter. The one I think she's the one who called her a lesbian. Um, she's getting escorted by her advisor into administration. So Leanne was accused of breaking honor code. Uh, so they're doing a whole investigation. And then Thomas finds her after dinner and is like, I called you a hundred times. Like, why are you avoiding me? And she's like, you literally know why I'm avoiding you. And then it goes into this whole, like, manipulative spiral about how he can change for her and he'll do anything to get her back. And she agrees to keep talking to him but doesn't promise anything. And then he invites her to this party that night in the woods and says, like, <laughs> he's not going to supply any drugs if she doesn't want him to. So she agrees to attend only because it meant that she'd be able to talk to Noelle and the others because she knew they would be there. Mm-hmm. So at 11, she sneaks out and she expects to meet Thomas outside, but it's actually his roommate, Josh, uh, who was tasked with escorting her because Thomas wanted to get to the party early. So he could deal drugs before she got so there. So that's red flag number one of just this night. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> they go out to this clearing in the woods where there's a small bonfire and um and Ariana and Taylor are all there together and is with Dash and some other guys and Reed goes looking for Thomas. Um But she ends up talking to Ariana and the others when Thomas staggers over and is like I invited her, like come with me even though they're like we were literally having a conversation like what are you doing so he takes her over to this big tree and starts kissing her and he's like you forgive me right and starts trying to take her bra off and she stops him and he just like keeps trying to keep going and she pushes him off and he starts yelling at her like why did you even come, like it wasn't for me you just came to talk to the billions girls like you're just using me to get to them and orders her to leave she like, fades a little bit. Like she doesn't like black out, she just like falls. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Thomas gets down and is all of a sudden like really concerned. But then Noelle gets between them and gets Dash to take him away. And then Kieran and Taylor help her up. And they're like, Oh, like you should say like increase me of <laughs> when Craig has reaches yes. his breaking points. Yeah. Yeah. Um if no one's following, you clearly um, don't watch Degrassi. Just watch Degrassi and come back. <laughs> the entirety of it. Just watch. From, from the all of 70s Degrassi. through the 2020. Pause here, watch all of Degrassi, then come back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back from Degrassi. It's the year 2050 now. It takes. <laughs> so um Kieran and Taylor are like, oh, you should stay like now that he's gone. Like, we can have fun. She's like, no, like, I really just want to go home. So Noelle walks Reed back to her dorm. Um, Ariana's also with them, but Reed didn't notice her at first because she's so quiet. And um, Reed tells them that he said he wanted to apologize and be good enough for her. And Noelle says that he's always been a mean drunk like his father. And Noelle says that Reed needs to stay away from him. And Reed tries to apologize for the other night when she, like, refused their uh, demands. And Noelle, like, won't hear it. She's like, we don't have to talk about that. So they're cool again. The next morning, Thomas arrives at her door and just, like, lets himself inside. Oh, good. I mean, after she opens the door, yeah. he just comes in. Uh, so Constance leaves, um, and he starts apologizing about how he didn't mean to yell, and how he has a problem with alcohol, and how he wants to go to rehab, but he can't until he's eighteen without his parents finding out. And he's, you know, he still needs her to go to lunch with his parents the next day because he can't do it alone. He starts crying, so Reed agrees. Then um, he kisses her and leaves. So when she leaves the dorm, there's a huge crowd outside because they're expelling Leanne. Oh, my God. Uh, they found her her crib sheets, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Literally, that's what they said. Um, and that girl, Missy's like, she wasn't even smart enough to burn the evidence. Like, no wonder she needed to cheat. <laughs> so as they're, like, watching this all go down, Constance is like, do you think the other girls are sad? And Reed and Missy laugh because they both know Noelle is probably ecstatic in yeah. this whole situation. Yeah. So Reed's wondering why they're doing the whole thing publicly instead of, like, during breakfast when everybody will be gone. And other girl's like, it's a warning, like, okay, yeah. what could happen to you? So then Reed spots Noelle and goes over to her, but at the same time as Natasha, who is Leanne's roommate. And Natasha starts yelling at Noelle and implies that Noelle was the one who framed Leanne and got her kicked out. Uh, but then she backs off after Kieran, Ariana, and Taylor get involved. Yeah um ariana then tells reed that she saw thomas leave her room and or the dorm building rather and noelle's like i told you not to see him again and reed tries to explain that he came over on his own but they just don't care so after classes reed tries calling taylor to see if she'll talk to her and you know try to explain the thomas situation but she doesn't answer and neither does kieran Constance invites Reed to movie night. Um, they're watching the Reed Witherspoon collection. Ooh! But Reed declines. She's like, I have to make some phone calls. So Constance is just like, fine. Like, you can just stay in here and call your real friends. Um, so whatever. But then at 7 a.m. the next day, Saturday, parents weekend, 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. She goes to Kettler house to meet with Thomas and his parents for brunch at 7 a.m. Obviously. So, guys are already meeting their parents outside at 7 a.m. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, anyway, she doesn't see Thomas, maybe because it's 7. <laughs> but she does spot his parents, because um, it's just obvious who they are. Apparently, he looks just like his dad. Yeah. So, she goes over and introduces herself, but they have a, no idea who she is. Um, and she realizes that Tom did in fact lie about his parents like telling her that they were excited to meet her and that he had this real girlfriend um so she just says like oh i'm his friend like we were supposed to get like brunch together and then she tries making an excuse as to why thomas isn't out yet but mr pearson just storms inside um but when he comes back out he's alone and thomas isn't gone just gone. Oh. So Thomas. Things have escalated. Yeah. Thomas never arrived to Morningstar's either. Um, Constance asks Reed if she knows anything when they're on their way back to the room. And when they arrive, all of Reed's stuff is gone. Like everything. Just gone. 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 Uh, like, it's just, like, you cut the room in half and it's empty. So Reed almost has a panic attack. And Constance low-key implies, like, maybe Reed's getting kicked out for a grade. She's like, your grades weren't doing better, right? And Reed's like, are you seriously thinking I got kicked out? Oh, my God. <laughs> so Reed tries to figure out, like, who she should, should go to. Like, should she see her advisor, the dean? And then she's like, the Billings Girls. Obviously. obviously. Um, and that they might have done this to get back at her for seeing Thomas. So... Then she gets a phone call from a restricted number um, and it's Noelle on the line. And she tells her to go to Billings uh, right now to find out where her stuff is. So she looks up and she sees Noelle like smiling, waiting in the window dramatically. So she goes in and um, all the curtains are closed. The room is lit with just candles. And reads. Suddenly, like, it's Jennifer's body. Reed's like, is this some kind of sacrificial ritual? This now it's suddenly Jennifer's body, and she like gets the urge to also run very away. gay. <laughs> and uh, Noelle hands her candle, and she lights it and says, "The women of Billings House receive you, Reed Brennan, into our circle." And then she looks <laughs> around, and Kieran is staring at her, and like Taylor laughs a little bit, and then she sees Ariana, who she's still fascinated by. Uh, you know, she just needs to try to hook up with and her. And honestly, call it a day. yeah so she tries to thank her with her eyes but Ariana suddenly looks different what? Um, she just like has this the ethereal quality is gone or whatever she just looks not like herself so then everyone chants welcome Reed to our circle and then Noelle whispers you're one of us now into her ear and then all the candles go out and that's the end of the book the end (laughs) that's that's not the end that's the end (laughs) she just got indoctrinated into a cult and that's the end I really want to read the sequel (laughs) what the fuck was this book the the ending is wild (laughs) what Thomas disappears right after you find out he's a drug dealer then all of a sudden she's in the cult absolutely insane fucking wild absolutely insane yeah the fuck But well, i have to say this is a really fun read it seems like it i, was not, I thought you were fucking with me you're like yeah, it's over <laughs> no it's straight up over why do you always have these books that just fucking end, <laughs> it just end. it's like oh well that happened boom every i feel like the last chapter of every book i read is just like somebody being like alright fuck I don't know how this book is gonna end but it's over now (laughs) like this this book uh, it's I don't even know Like that's. well like honestly I'm not mad at this ending like it really hypes you up for for the second book and in a way it like makes sense like she's gets into Billings house but there's still like so much mystery left yeah interesting wow what a what a journey it truly was a journey (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh I my think, how many books are in this series I'm is glad I went to public know? school yeah oh god Okay. private book series oh there's a lot okay I need to know if any of them are actually oh there was a there was a spinoff about Ariana oh is she gay is she a lesbian I need to know Wow, there's a lot of books. So there's private, invitation only, untouchable, confessions, inner circle, legacy, ambition, revelation, last Christmas, Paradise Lost, Suspicion. Oh. That's right. The the acclaimed novel Paradise Lost. <laughs> 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 the the hit song, Last Christmas, that's right. by Wham? They're all part of this book series, baby. Then there's <laughs> Suspicion, Scandal, ba- the, the award Sc- by <laughs> Shauna Rhymes Drama. That's in this book series. Vanish The Book of Spells, Ominous, <laughs> and then the last book is Vengeance. How are there so many books? These were all published <laughs> between 2000... High, 2000- high school has to end. These were all published between 2006 and 2011. What the fuck? Yeah. Wow. I cannot believe that. It has to be about different students. It cannot be about the same fucking girl. Yeah, I don't know. <gasps> I just got a spoiler. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. You um, know how I am a spoiler Thomas died in this, Like, You find out he died in the second book. Like, that's why he's missing? Yeah, he just died. Maybe he was murdered. Uh, okay. <laughs> just, like... <laughs> he just died? Um, I, I feel like... You was- just find out he's dead. Like they don't I I guess we have to read to find out. Yeah. Can you imagine they just don't? There's like, yeah, you died. (laughs) (sighs) Another crazy spoiler! Tell me! Tell me more! Tell me more! (laughs) So Noelle, later in the series, facts about Noelle's family are revealed, and it is discovered that Noelle is Reed's paternal half sister. What? What? (laughs) No What? How? I don't know. What? I truly don't know. All we know about Ariana is she's eventually revealed to have darker issues. She becomes a lead character of the first prequel. Okay, so some of these are prequel and um, the spin-offs, I guess. Wow. Is there any other crazy spoilers? There's a, there's a prominent anti-heroine. Ivy Slade. Oh, no. She's the only character known to have declined an invitation to join the dorm. Wow. I don't blame her. I'm I'm still like half sisters. That's absolutely absurd. Okay, so there's four books and just reads first year at Easton. Oops. Okay, so Thomas Pearson was murdered. He was? He was murdered. Drug deal gone bad? Don't know. At the end of book two, it's revealed that Thomas Pearson was murdered and his body was found. Um, at the end of book two is the when they finally figure it out. Yeah. Damn, that's a cool plot. But yeah. like it sounds like Riverdale. And then in book three, she has a new love interest but is soon faced with an ethical dilemma as he becomes a suspect in the murder case. And then the fourth book is the end of her first year um, and several revelations are presented surrounding the campus mystery of his murder. I cannot believe Thomas's death is the plot line of this series. Yeah. So then there's the second arc. So that starts with the fifth book. Um, and then there's other characters. Oh, another girl's murdered. Oh, my God. Yeah, this girl, Cheyenne, she puts her at odds with Reed. And then she's later murdered. Wow. What? So much murder. Flirting via email. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and so then in, at the end of the second arc... Um, she has she finds second arc. yeah so this eighth book oh okay Um, she finds out the murder of that other girl okay Um, oh paradise lost is uh oh I'm familiar they're on vacation to Saint Bart (laughs) there's a a love triangle read Josh and Ivy I really thought it was going to be... <laughs> I really thought it was going to be all the girls. Reed, Ariana, and I don't know who else. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Book of Spells. This is the one where they become witches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is the one where you find out about Noelle and Reed. Okay. Wait, as they begin unraveling the mysteries of magic with the rest of the... <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Wait. Mary! <laughs> Wait. So this is book number 13. The Book of Spells is discovered by Noel and Reed and they begin unraveling the mysteries of magic with the rest of the Billings Girls. Their lineage proves important as one by one the Billings Girls go missing and Reed has strange dreams connecting the past the present with the past. Are they fucking all descendants of Are the Salem it, witchcraft? I fucking lose my mind. Are you see I was right about the witches? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. But it takes 13 books to get there. So then in the 14th, the final private novel... Reed receives a mysterious receives mysterious messages from someone who opposes the rebuilding of Billings House. <laughs> this is where the seniors graduate in a new beginning for Reed at Billings House. <gasps> they burned down the house in the fucking <laughs> <laughs> So then there's the prequel novels. So there's Last Christmas, which um this is about Ariana during the events of junior year, including her relationship with Thomas. She's revealed to have issues with patience and insecurity. She also has a hard time controlling her anger. She's also a bit obsessed with love and kills Thomas's ex and another boy who had a crush on her after she mistakenly thought he was stalking her. She's a murderer. What the fuck is this series? You know what this actually reminds me of? El tornado Wow. If anybody's watched the original, not the, not the new bullshit, the original El Tornado. So... It's just like this. Yeah. Last Christmas ends um, right at the beginning of Private, when Ariana is eagerly awaiting the public announcement that she and Thomas are together. However, she is shocked and infuriated when Reed comes into the picture. And it ends when Ariana wonders whether anybody would realize or care if Reed suddenly disappeared. I'm so 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 caught up on the witches part. Yeah, the witches... Okay, so then there's another prequel. This one is... Oh, okay, here we go. This one is called The Book of Spells. Book 13 is called Ominous. Oh, okay. so this is said in 1915. This prequel explores the history of Easton Academy and Billings House, featuring fantasy elements. The novel follows a group of Billings girls who discover the titular book and attempt to use witchcraft to their advantage at the school. The events of the story are initially referenced in Scandal. Wow. So wow, there are witches. Straight up witches. <laughs> Ariana has murdered a lot of people and gotten away with it. So then there's she has her whole spin-off. So in the first book of the, the spinoff, um, she kills someone. Um, second book, does she kill anyone in this one? Um, she has to pay blackmail. <laughs> Otherwise, her identity will be revealed. Uh she kills somebody else in book 3. Book 4, um she kills somebody else. She pushes <laughs> she pushes Kieran off of a bridge. Does she die? No. Okay. I don't think so. Doesn't say that she died. Okay. Uh blah blah blah. Book six, she finds Reed and decides to finally succeed in killing her. um Ariana kills I another this, girl. Is this is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> and then, um wait, Ariana's is nominated. She was in a secret society this whole time. I guess um, not surprising. Then she's has to talk to a counselor, who a man who Ariana knew in her former life. She plots to kill him. Um, while stalking Reed. Reed's at Georgetown and is deciding how best to kill her. Um, she kills the the counselor, um, but she is seriously injured herself and blood is left at his murder scene. She tells her boyfriend that they need to flee the country um, and then she goes to Reed's dorm to try to kill her, but fails and is instead shot by Reed in self-defense. <sighs> so is brought to the hospital and she sees she, this guy her boyfriend noel and reed and jasper the boyfriend says he loves her and noel chooses to side with reed um holding reed close until ariana passes away what the <laughs> fuck is this this series isn't <laughs> what, the, what the- i think i need to read them all you do <laughs> this <laughs> might be the greatest series we cover on the podcast i have I have no idea. We can't, if, I had known gonna, if I had known it was going to get this fucking wild, I absolutely would have kept reading it. This is insane. Wow. Absolutely insane. Oh, my God. That was fucking wild. Mary. <laughs> I could do a whole podcast just about the series. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. There was a canceled film adaptation. Damn. This podcast will revitalize it. We're pushing. Oh my god! I why mean, is this? Why is this from this? Uh, parts of it feels like The Secret Circle. Yeah. Parts of it feels like Ellen Chenato. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Well, um, I hope y'all enjoyed that as much as we did. No Barnes Noble re- reviews this time because this book deserves better than that. No, we're not. We're not going down that rabbit hole. Exactly. I, I need to go down this rabbit hole. Oh my god. Anyway, so don't forget to email yeah. us. Um, if you're a witch, email us. Mary, we live in Bushwick. If you're a. We can just go find witches a block away. Um. Oh, well, we also have social media, which yes. is uh, the most popping Instagram. Yep. Why book podcast. Correct. Second most popping TikTok. Yep. Why a book? Just why a book? Just that, yes. Right. Um, the bird app is so stupid, but we're on it. Why a book podcast? woohoo Yeah. Um, next week we I no witches. Um, but we're doing some summer vibes. Some summer vibes. Summer vibes. Some Jenny Han. Today on this day of recording is the summer solstice. Woo! oh witches, perfect. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>